0: This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, no and podcast players everywhere. Episode 132 is brought to us by Bybit. We had a lot of signups in 2023 to Bybit through my affiliate link, and it's no surprise. People really have understood the need for an exchange with good liquidity and lots of pairs, and you could even use MT4 and trade directly off of it, and you don't have to worry about the United States government looming over you. They have also enjoyed promotions, giveaways, and great customer service. So I don't know what you're waiting for. If you want to get down on this, go down below, click on the link in the show notes. We'll take you to the blog. The blog will tell you everything you need to know to keep you current, and then click the affiliate link at the bottom of that blog. Do your trading and your buying of crypto on Bybit, because as we all know, at Bybit, membership has its rewards. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast, and it is that time, Contrarians, the end of the year report card, where I either put a Burger King crown on my head and dance around the room and tell all of you what a genius I am, or do I go sit down on a dirty kitchen floor, eat a big bag of dicks, and cry myself to sleep? Well, to all my haters out there, today is your day. My 2023 predictions overall were not very good. If you remember, too, at the end of 2022, it turned out to be a great year for predictions, uh, yearly predictions, and I gloated my ass off about it. And I even said it on that episode. I was like, guys, the only reason I'm doing this is because I know I'm never going to have a year like this again, and the next year is probably going to correct what I've done in the past. And if there's one prediction I did get right, it was probably that. And the one thing I will say, in fairness to myself, is I don't really like yearly predictions because that's not my time horizon. That's not why I invest. That's not why I even have these outlooks. And you probably don't either. I would say, you know, if if you're still with me at this point on the podcast, your time horizon is a lot longer. But if anything, these predictions are fun. I enjoy talking about them and I enjoy seeing the feedback from you all as well. And I will say if you have predictions for certain assets in 2024, save those. Because we're going to do again what we did last January and have episodes that are based on predictions for certain sectors. And I would love to hear you guys chime in. But back to me and my futility. So I will also say this in my defense, I know I'm prefacing a lot, but I really did think there was, and all we do here is play probabilities. I thought there was a good probability that we could either have a recession in 2023 or Or one of the six crises that I always talk about would really start to manifest themselves, which would in turn probably lead to a recession too. And I really felt the probabilities were on my side there, and it just didn't play out. We all continue to underestimate the wizardry, and that's a very kind way of putting it, of the United States Federal Reserve. But again, that's for another episode. Now, in terms of the crises, we actually had one start to play out, and it's the one that I thought was probably the least likely to happen. So if you remember, the six crises that I listed in a a blog post long ago that I keep referencing are energy, food, credit, bonds, banking, and an escalation in the war. And then I added China to that list later on. So China's not doing that well, but they're not completely crashing, Um, We avoided an energy crisis for now, which usually begats a food crisis, so it's a good thing we haven't seen those just yet. Credit crisis, not yet. That situation is just getting worse and worse and worse. Bonds had a weird little rebound. Not much escalation in the war right now. We did have a new war spring up with Israel and Palestine, and I don't want to sound unsensitive here, but let's just say that wasn't the most surprising thing to happen. Uh, Because we're used to seeing those two sides fight. Uh, But the one that did kind of pop its head up a little bit was banking. And it was U.S. banks. And if you want to put your conspiracy hat on, they just happen to be the three banks that the majority of crypto companies in the United States and outside of the United States bank with. Hmm. But we still saw it. And then we saw some smaller banks fail too. But then the United States reversed course, and instead of that really scary bail-in that I've talked about in the past, they completely did a face turn and said, hey, we're going to bail all of these banks out. We will not let them fail. So crisis averted for now. Uh, But on the macro side, I certainly got all of that wrong. And that's a big one because it set up a lot of other things I got wrong too. So let's go ahead and start with the big one. I want to say this as well. This is not a preface. I, was, I woke up today and I thought I was going to have time to go over my own podcast and listen to all of my predictions. I might have some of these wrong, some of the smaller ones, but I'm pretty sure I remember what I said. Feel free to check me on that if I say anything incorrect here. Uh, and when it comes to some smaller things, like I can't remember what my prediction was on oil. And if I went into some of the smaller currencies, not smaller, but like euro and pound and stuff like that, I don't really remember those. But I'm pretty sure I remember everything else. So again, let's start with the wrong. Uh, the biggest wrong, apart from macro, was crypto. I actually thought we could see lower lows in Bitcoin. And as a result of that, lower lows in the rest of the market, too. Big miss on that one. And in all fairness, I did put out a tweet in January saying, hey, we saw a low in Bitcoin like one or two weeks in to January. I asked everybody, I was like, do you think this is the actual low? for 2023. I put out a poll and two thirds of you agreed with me and said it was not that we would go lower. So that was a pretty general consensus back then. So kudos to you guys who are the real contrarians and thought it was going to go higher. You were very, very correct. Now, in some ways, I was kind of happy to be wrong here because I still did get some positions in, uh, just not as much as I wanted. I really wanted to really unload the bazooka on this one. It looks like I might not get that chance. But or will I? Stay tuned for the Crypto 2024 Prediction Show sometime in January. Again, I don't want to talk too much about these because I don't want to cannibalize those episodes. So let's just say Crypto Prediction 2023, big thumbs down for VP. Also was a big thumbs down is what we just kind of talked about a little bit ago, and that's the S&P. Again, I won't go too much into this. It is way higher. It is a very strange situation going on in the S&P. But like I said, by now, I guess we should expect it. What else was I wrong on? Here's a big one. Natural gas. A lot of people ask me what's going on here. Uh, I have some opinions on natural gas, and I have some opinions on your question. Uh, But again, stay tuned for that episode. But that was just a big miss. Uh, Again, playing the probabilities here, Europe did have their warmest winter on record, I think. And not that we're rooting for them not to. And by the way, if for some reason Europe goes through a freeze, they're going to find their energy. It's not them who are going to suffer. It's whoever they're taking the energy away from that's going to suffer. It's a big lose-lose regardless. Uh, But the ripple effects there will certainly be felt. And again, I think I'm going into stuff that I'm going to go into in about a month or so. Probably less than that. I think that episode's like two or three weeks away. But natural gas is probably, as far as my holdings go, the biggest loser in 2023. It it is my carbon credits moment in 2023. And then something that I have traditionally been very good at predicting, I got the United States dollar wrong. I said higher. And if you pull up the DXY, it is actually lower. Uh, We were doing really well until Jerome Powell opened his mouth and got really dovish all of a sudden. So it started weak got really strong and then in the last month or so got weak again so currency boy over here missed the united states dollar prediction so those are the main ones i certainly could have gotten more wrong than this feel free to uh, go to youtube and mention down below in the comments if i did and please cite your source and the reason i say that is because some commenters are really i don't know what's wrong with them they'll say you said this and i'll say okay where did i say that And I'd be like, I don't know, I just remember you saying this uh, when I actually said the opposite. But either way, those are the four big ones. And those are four pretty big ones. Like I said, not my year. But let's go ahead and move on to the things I got right. And the biggest thing I got right was precious metals. Precious metals are up, and the stocks are up as well. Now, given what we've seen in macro, they probably shouldn't be if you believe in the inverse correlation. But I'll let you in on a little secret. Precious metals generally are pretty easy to predict because they go up most years regardless. Especially recently, like countries and smart investors, they all see what's going on. They're not blind to this. It's the general public and Wall Street that's blind to this. They know what we know, and they also know where their money is best served from a defensive role. So gold is up. Silver is up. Um, A lot of the stocks are up. Now, your stocks may or may not be. I'll bet if you take a look, I'll bet you the majority of them are, Uh, but I'm using the GDX as my uh, guide here, and the GDX is definitely up on the year. Moving on. Now, I'm less certain about these other two, but I'm pretty sure I said, gun to my head, I think the price of uranium is probably going to go up Um, now what I do remember saying about uranium is it's weird because it just kind of sits there until the narrative plays out. So that's why it's so hard to predict, but assuming I did say up, uh, that is certainly up. The price is way up and the stocks are only kind of up. There is a real sweet divergence going on here. And again, we will touch on that in another episode next month. And that's pretty much it. Contrarians, (laughs) that was my record. Now I don't recall what I said for copper, I can see. I could see the case for me saying both, um, but copper was actually up a little bit. If you look at the uh, the ETF ticker symbol CPER, you can see what I'm looking at. It actually did close a little bit higher on the year. I just don't recall what I said about it uh, or oil, which closed just a touch down on the year as well. So that is it. Like I said, correct me if I'm wrong or if I left anything out down below in the comments section on YouTube. And do you still have any faith left over in my predictive abilities for the year 2024? Well, you better, because barring anything unusual, the next three episodes at least are going to be 2024 predictions. So let's have some fun with it above anything. And like I said, if you have predictions yourself, I would love to hear them once we get there. But I will say as contrarians, I would say overall, we have done pretty darn well for 2023 in a year that really did not manifest itself in a way that would really benefit contrarian investors. And I would say the majority of us still did well. Hmm. So regardless if you did well or not in 2023, I hope you're excited for 2024. I certainly am. I think it's going to get crazy. But we in contrarian land are going to be well prepared for it because we are not crazy. We are just early. Happy New Year, everyone.